How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. As good as it can, I guess. Fair enough. Um, I am sore and tired. It snowed a foot here over the past uh, day and a half. Oh, and man. So you're sore from doing shoveling? I've been shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. So I'm all dug out. And uh, I've been out in the warm garage painting. And that's where I'm heading after... This chat is back to paint. So, not a bad day. And then I, I need to get to the ski mountain this weekend. Thinking tomorrow morning's the day. The roads are still a mess this morning. They're looking good now, though. Yeah. Most of the snow's melting here. It lasted a couple of days, and Zara had a blast. It was awesome. It's cool that the South gets some snow sometimes. I'm glad it happens. It, at least, you know, we'll hook a few people that'll say, oh, this is wonderful. Let's move north. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I've had an well, exciting few weeks. Um, we don't have to go into all of it, but my uh, grandmother passed last week and I went home to be with my mom for a few days, and then I got back here because I had work to do, and then Wednesday, my wife uh, left for Ohio so she could be there for family and the funeral and all that, and that's actually what's going on this morning. We had uh, we had the funeral, and it, it's, it's hard. It's a lot, and this was... You know, I understand losing a grandparent's hard for everybody, and everyone has their own unique relationships to it. But 
this is the grandma that like raised me. This is the the wife of the Southern Baptist minister, and I spent my whole childhood in her house and her teaching me all kinds of awesome stuff and some stuff that I don't find very awesome. And it's been a it's been an emotional ride for sure. I'll say that. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of grief and the stages of grief. I, I can't say I know the stages of grief, but I definitely have felt a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, I mean, I think the, the, the stages of grief and, and grieving is it's important. The problem is when people get stuck in one, one of the yeah. stages and can't get out of it. And it sounds like you're working through a lot of things uh, right now. Yeah, I hope I'm not getting stuck anywhere. At the mo moment, it still feels like an emotional roller coaster. So I think I'm moving through them. I think that uh, up and down means going through the different ones. So I guess yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a psychologist, so I don't know how this works, but I can feel it. It's definitely taking me for a ride. There's days that are high and days that are low, and uh, in between those, it's it feels crazy. So. I mean, I say that you shouldn't get stuck or whatever, but at, at the same time, you need to take as long as you need to take, you know? You can't, it can be rushed. Right, right. Yeah, that's been my adventure. Been a, been a hell of a ride. I've been um, dealing with the other end of the spectrum. With the... <laughs> the side of the spectrum? child <laughs> yeah yeah so that was actually as i was jumping on a plane last friday to head to ohio my grandmother passed on thursday and as i was jumping on the plane i learned that uh that water puppy was having her baby and it, it struck me hard that it was like the you know the life the timing. Death, the, it was just like one went and another came and it, it it was a good reminder that you know this is this is all finite because it's precious. You know the little one's born and it's amazing, and the fact that it ends makes it even more amazing. Have you heard that Jack Johnson song? It's a short one, but one of the lines he says, "One goes out, one comes in." He's his friend died on the same day that uh, his sister had a baby or something. It's pretty much the same situation or similar at least. It's a good song. Awesome. Um, I'll look that up. I love most of Jack Johnson's songs. Uh, I'll get you the, the title. Actually, I could probably send you a link at some point. Um, I didn't realize that the funeral was today. Um, yeah. Was this morning. Do, does your Southern Baptist, does these Southern Baptists, do they do like a Saturday thing? Or is that just coincidence? Just coincidence. Today. Honestly, it was going to be changed to, or it was going to be on Thursday, and they changed it because of weather. Um, so it was just coincidence. I, I've not, I didn't know there was a Saturday thing in some groups. Hmm. That's uh just the day it fell on. Um, and actually, it was so my other grandmother on my. My biological father's side passed a year and a half ago or so. And when that happened, they had the funeral like two days after she passed. It was amazing how fast it was. I I, I don't go to a lot of funerals. I I have been blessed that I haven't lost a lot of, of my family. I've lost a lot of friends through this goddamn opioid disaster. But I haven't mm -hmm. lost a lot of family members and that woman was so quick i like couldn't even get into town for it and this one was like drug out so long that i had already been in town and back so it's it's so weird and it's such a delicate balance just coming up with those days that's why i went back was to help my mom navigate that because everybody yeah. had an opinion and it was like she freaks out when it's like that because normally everybody leaves everything on her but all of a sudden something like this happens and she has to like bow to everyone's wishes and uh, all the cooks in the kitchen. Exactly. They all come in just for this. And so it was good that I was able to be there, kind of help navigate that and, you know, take everybody's feelings into consideration because it's hard to do that.
Yeah, I mean, the the number one person whose feelings I think should be taken into consideration is the grandma. I think, um, like, I don't want to be embalmed. It sounds like she was embalmed. And uh, I don't think that's something I want to do to my corpse. I'd rather my body just, you know, decompose underneath a tree or something, plant a tree on me and put me in a wooden box. Actually, what I said to my mom as we're looking at caskets and casket liners and all this stuff, I was like, I want the opposite of this. There's a thing that's like a mushroom suit. Like, put me in the dirt and let nature do its course. Totally. Uh, do Do it somewhere where it won't, like, you know, the decomposition won't disturb our food and water supply, obviously. But other than that, like, Please just let nature do its thing. Put me in a hole in the ground with a mushroom suit on. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was all about uh spreading ashes before that and I think that stemmed from in my childhood I went to uh my mother was a missionary and we did a lot of traveling uh to different countries and one of the countries we went to was Israel and Palestine. And when I was there, it really hit me that, like, there's dead bodies stacked on bodies stacked on bodies. Like, their Mm -hmm. cemeteries are huge, and nobody gets, like, a grave site for eternity. You get, like, 10 years, and then they push your bones aside and put somebody else in there. Wow. Uh, Because there's just nowhere to put them, you know? They just don't have the place to put all those bodies. So uh, I think it was at that point that I was like, cremate me, you know, make it dust. Send it out into the universe. I don't need to be taking up real estate when I'm dead. That just doesn't seem... And I know now I live in Vermont. You could plant me anywhere and I wouldn't be in the way here. But there are places on Earth where that's not the case. And I think think that it doesn't make sense Like have the space taken up when it could be as beautiful as growing a tree and leaving a marker next to that tree. Hey, Trent was planted under this 50 years ago and now look at this tree. Like That's an even cooler thing. Exactly, yeah. But it takes death to make you think about all this. Like, I'm not willing to go down this this line of thinking <laughs> normally. Mm-hmm. But now you get to stare at it and think about it. Yeah, I, I recently had this kind of conversation come up with my wife. We, um, I mean, it wasn't anyone necessarily close to us, but it was our neighbor's wife that died. And he uh, he's a good guy. And they helped us out a bunch and so we we went to just show our support for him or whatever and like this this sort of stuff came up and uh, thankfully my wife feels the same way about this as I do I I wouldn't want her to like try and embalm me so that we could have an open casket I I don't I don't like the whole open casket thing I think it's kind of creepy yeah yeah some people I think really need that closure so I get I don't want it, but I also understand the the draw for some people. Yeah. And no, I totally understand. To like this is a this body has passed, but yeah, embalming to keep you around for a decade or whatever—that's insane. <laughs> that's an exaggeration, right? Uh, I really... <laughs> oh, oh, the body would stay. Uh, yeah, okay. If they if they dug it back up, it would still, I guess, be there. Because of the embalming, I thought you were saying like have a a decade until the until the viewing or whatever. No, that wouldn't make sense. But you know, if you wanted to be buried together and embalm the ones so they'd kind of be around until you went in the ground, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my! But yeah, sorry. I just I figured I'd bring that up at the beginning of our chat because it, it tells where my headspace is a little today. <laughs> I. Uh think this is another instance of you apologizing when you don't need to apologize. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but I appreciate you explaining why you're bringing it up. I think it's a good topic. I mean, like yeah. you said, people don't usually talk about it. It's one of those things. It's like yeah. politics. And it, and it is amazing that when it does happen, you do have your friends reach out and talk about what they had been through. And I've had friends reach out in the past week that I didn't know they had a loved one past that you know, hurt so much, but because I said something, they called me and told me their story. And, you know, every story helps, gives me another perspective to look at this situation from. And it's cool that, you know, this is the human connection part of it. You bring some of your pain up and other people relate and they want to tell you their pain if you're willing to listen. Mm, uh, yeah. It's been very I, cool. 
you already knew about my uh, my uncle dying recently, so I didn't I didn't want to make it about me. I wanted you to you know vent, let out what you needed to let out. I didn't feel like, but I, I understand other people. Um, I think the the conversation is cathartic yeah. to you and to them. Yeah. Right, you know, and so also bonding you a little bit to them with your shared experience, and it's yeah. good for everyone. It is absolutely that, that unless shared. you're in one of the stages of grief where you don't want to hear about anybody else's problems, in <laughs> which case uh, you you probably just want to be alone. Yeah. Yep, I've been in that place too. But the thing that got me out of it was, as always, reaching out to the people that love me and. Saying, "Hey, I'm hurting," and they they grab me and pull me up. That's what that's what friends are for. Fucking awesome. I think um, this is one of the few uh, chats that we didn't necessarily advertise. Like we didn't tell anyone we were going to be talking today, huh? No, not at all. I actually just told Rian we were in here because uh, he messaged me about something else. About recording another thing, and I was like, "Oh, we're in here, it's a CTC recording. Feels free to pop in." But yeah, we haven't we haven't really published it, and I kind of like that. I I wanted to get a chat with you, and if other people see that we're in here, that's even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh yeah, yeah we uh there this this thing has been a ride. Like the whole recording these things has been. There were. You know, the obvious time during the the pandemic proper, <laughs> as I've heard yeah. somebody call it. it. You know, it was easy to get people in because everybody was sitting around needing something to do. And then mm -hmm. as that slowly evolved, people went back out and we still have so much activity just chatting in our group. But actually recording and like setting stuff up has been frustrating to say the least. Uh, and... It's only frustrating because I want it so bad. You know, it's not mm -hmm. frustrating. It's it's life. People are busy. I'm always busy. Shit. Some of these that we've done, I've like been able to pop in for 10 minutes and then I lose and like I have to do other stuff. So I get it. Life's yeah. busy, but it's cool to it's cool to have this here. And I, I think this has a lot of value in recording our conversations and, and inviting new people to come have them with us and. I definitely want to get back into the swing of it and get the consistency back. Cause even if it is just me and you talking every couple of weeks, uh, that has value to me. If other people join, that would be amazing as well. Uh, obviously the community has something that people are drawn to. We have, uh, that was kind of the, the thing we'd come up with today to discuss was all the communities that are involved in and around our community and how how cool the weaving is that we've done in this big tapestry of all these little groups because uh, we obviously had like the the dmt world community that this kind of all spawned from and we're all still part of that in our own ways and yeah, we created this little CTC community, and then we've bumped into so many. Uh, where whether it's a podcaster and his community, or it's a, a Twitter group and their community, or clubhouses that we've we've jumped into, like just where we've went to talk to people and then said, "Hey, come join us over here." It's been uh, it's been cool to kind of gather communities and the the people that are in them that kind of see the crossover and there's no reason that one is better than the other both are better because of each other uh, exactly and it's awesome it's been so cool we have so many awesome people in this group that have their own circles that they've invited me to and i've invited them to, to ours and it's just very very awesome i i love <laughs> this connection there's a lot of overlapping interests but I think the main thing that we all have in common is that we're open-minded and respectful of each other's opinions. And I think that that in itself has a lot of value. And we all know that it has a lot of value. And so when we see other groups that are already formed with that mindset of share opinions and, and things that we've learned and information and, and be respectful about it, even if you don't agree, that is not 
that common nowadays and and so we all like kind of latched onto each other we were like get over here yeah <laughs> for sure this for sure and it is when i see those other communities it's just this this oh man here's another one these guys are doing it let's find out let's see what they do let's see how they do it and uh it's not even just a let's learn so we can make our community better it's a let me just join this community too because yeah. they're freaking awesome. Uh, one of the best examples I have is the perceptions today. Paul, what he's building on Twitter is so cool and like super unique to what other stuff I've seen. And it Definitely. has to do with the fact that because he's on Twitter, he's able to pull this this larger crowd that like gets to hear about them where like we kind of started our thing with DMT world being our larger crowd, but, uh, the uh, having all of Twitter to like pull from, it pulls like yeah. this huge diverse group of people that are super, super interesting. And, and it is, yeah. it's another place where it's just about respect. It's not about making everybody agree with something. It's not about like, you know, convincing each other to believe the way that we anybody believe. of anything or even sharing any particular information. It's about here's a topic that a lot of people address and he let's let's all hear how each other addresses it. And they've been just like been one of my favorite new communities I've kind of joined into and had conversations with and they're they're very cool. I highly recommend everybody to check out Perceptions today on Twitter and like join one of his Twitter rooms. He does Zoom rooms too, but uh, they're freaking cool. Like he's had some awesome guests too. He's had Anthony Peak on there. He's had Myron Dahl on there. He's had Aaron Voot on there. Uh, I ran into him because uh, Mike Adele. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, Mind Escape podcast. Mike had been uh in in there having some of the early chats with him and i was like oh wow he's this is cool to see where else he's kind of having chats and then i fell in love with that community because they're super awesome and few of them have now joined us here and it's 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 so cool the big difference are the audio chats and it really like it's night and day because our chats are chaos. I love it. We get a group of people just interrupting <laughs> and butting in at each other. And it's all respectful, but it's chaos. Whereas Paul has like the talking stick model, you, you know, where it's yeah. very organized. You wait in line. And I there's so much value in that because everybody gets their full thoughts out. But what you lose is the response. Uh, people will respond, but it's like they've waited three other people to respond to the person that said something that caught their attention. So you get the response, but it's delayed. It's so well like structured at that point. You've like sat there and thought about what you're going to say. Whereas with our group, somebody says something and somebody can just butt right in, you know, and, oh, oh, I think this. And, you know, we get lost down these rabbit holes. But I think there's as much value to that as there is in the other model. And I think that's the big difference I see in our group. And I, I love it. I think it's so awesome that there's ways we can sit together in a group and talk. And by kind of structuring it differently, we get different results. And both results are cool. <laughs> And and at the same time, as you're, I mean, sending people to him, he's apparently sending people to us. And I, I just knew that we were growing. I didn't realize. I was like, wow, Trent's adding a lot of people. <laughs> no, this has just been groups I've jumped into and, you know, started chatting with them and say, hey, come, come talk to us sometime. I'll, I'll keep talking here, but come check this out. It's yeah, been cool. I've found a few, like, individuals, but it seemed like you have found groups or not seems like you have you found groups and these uh, uh i could tell that they all fit they fit in with us i at least where i live i'm i don't really fit in with anybody but with you guys i feel like we're all equally weird in our own ways and we're okay with that and we're not all trying to be the same and that makes it I think I, I, it has more value to me than than everyone trying to believe the same thing or something like this. Yeah. So uh, Rian is texting me. He was in here for a second. 
just listening along, but uh, he actually just messaged me and was and said, uh, he said, I wonder if we can make a model between both the talking stick and like jumping in. Like, how can we make a model where the main question and responses can go around the circle, but we allow the response also, like the responses are tiered. And this is why I love Rian, because every problem he's he, he's willing to look for a solution. <laughs> I think we mentioned having a talking stick at some point. We just never implemented it. I kind of, yeah. I disappeared uh, from most of the voice chats, and I I knew when they were going to be, and I it was like my my mind was in it. My I was in the talks in spirit, but I wasn't there. I would just hit the record button and disappear, and uh, I kind of it's just where I was at the at the time in my life and my child's life, and. I sort of deteriorated mentally uh, because of lack of sleep and, and my TBI, which we're going to be talking about next episode, apparently, um, after uh, everyone's had a chance to listen to Perceptions Today's uh, little chat about that. What was it, five hours long? Four hours? Just one of them. So there were two chats. They had yeah, one that was on Twitter too. and then one that was Zoom. And I think they're both uh, around four hours, give or take an hour. Um, there's they go over a long time, and I, I, there are people that sit there for the whole time, and that's so cool that they're able to hang for that. I don't typically have the ability to hang for five hours, but uh, no, I do I jump pop in, in and, out. and out. That's exactly, exactly. what I. And I, I feel like I can catch up most of the time. Paul does a good job kind of uh, reminding the room as we're going where we're at and where we've been. And that's he's such a good host in that aspect. Uh, he's so polite. Good. There was this... Sorry. No, <laughs> go ahead. I thought you are done. I was just saying I'm... exactly what you were. He's, he's so good at it. There was this guy, and I... He lost me. I guess to say it politely, this guy lost me. I I did. I was like, "What is this guy talking about?" And it wasn't like over my head science. I guess what you would call it is over my head spirituality or or woo woo or whatever. He's talking about being at war with the moon, and I I wish I could have heard what uh, like him finish. And but um, Paul, he was uh, talking to him. He he said something about. Uh, tell everyone the study that you're in or something and what research you're doing. It sounded like he knew the guy. I was like, man, this guy uh, is like some sort of professor or something because I wouldn't have expected that. And uh, it, I don't know. It's just it's great that he um, he knows these people. Yeah, and, so well, I will well, say yeah. what he's very, very good at is – learning about people and trying to get a good handle on what their strengths are and what their curiosities are. And then he compiles a list, and I would believe Paul is so organized, this list is written down or in Excel or something. Uh, I may be giving him more credit, who knows. But <laughs> he then puts people together. He says, listen, you're interested in this, and this is a person that's really dove down this rabbit hole. I think you should connect with him. And he's done it with me multiple times. And uh, he's doing it constantly in the chats. You'll hear him. Somebody will say something. He'll say, oh, so we have this person in the chat, and you should look up their Twitter thing and go to their website and check this out because they're here, and they're also very well learned on what you're asking. Uh, so, and that's really been what his mission has been: is connecting people and building the bigger picture, uh, just like layering, layering knowledge. And he had a, a few places he really liked liked to start, and he just worked from there. And it's been it's been amazing. It really has. There's been such a diverse group of people. We have everything from like hard scientists to like people that are very on the far side of some conspiracies. You know, and it's a good mix, and he's able to, like, take each view and put it in context of the larger picture and kind of, you know, try and weave the threads together, and he's it's been fun. He's a really cool guy, and he's been fun to get to know, and his community is amazing. And like I said, we've had a few of them come join us now, and welcome to all of you. You're welcome here. This is a, we're a little more chaotic. We're a little more, uh, seat of the pants, but, uh, 
this is the right place for you as well. I think, um, so with the whole um, Facebook thing, I've been uh, considering Twitter a bit more, and Perception Today is definitely making it a lot more compelling. I definitely, uh, I was actually thinking I'll have to get the app, because I, I don't have any social media apps except for DMT World on my phone, because I just, I don't like the privacy policies, and I don't like um, yeah how easy it is to access and, like, without even thinking about it, be scrolling through Facebook, waiting in line at the grocery store when I could be doing something useful instead of wasting, you know, my my mental state, wasting my my energy on, um, I don't know. I, I there, there are some really cool things on Facebook, but it's it's starting to get kind of creepy, like... Yeah, so I I know I've just said this before, but I removed Facebook from my phone uh, a couple of years ago now, and I avoided Facebook altogether for probably the first year of it. But recently, I found myself on it more and more, and I've just kind of set the rule for myself. If I'm at home, I can give myself a certain amount of time, and I I do enjoy looking at what my friends are doing on Facebook and the different art and music and stuff they're involved in and the creative stuff that they're doing, the plants that they're growing. Like, I I love that. So I, I do give myself some time, but I've found you know, add-ons to my browser to limit my use, at least by warning me, saying, hey, you've been on here for 15 minutes, just letting you know. Uh, and then on my phone, the only, the only social media I consider Discord social media, I guess. But uh, okay. the other would be I have Twitter on there and I have Insta, and they both just have limits set to where they, you know, kind of yell at me and say, "Hey, this is how long you've spent." Because that's my problem is it's an, it, I literally lose track of time, and yeah, it, it's okay to scroll for ten minutes. Maybe it's not okay to scroll for an hour and a half. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I just need a reminder. It's not that I'm going to be like, oh, screw your reminder. I'll just keep looking because I'm not, it's not what I'm, I was doing it for a couple minutes. You know, I need, I just didn't realize it had been a couple minutes. And that's by design. Yeah. Right. So it's good. You have those alarms. <laughs> yeah. No, they definitely have helped me. And Facebook, I, I, Facebook, I just fear having on my phone. I just know it's, uh, its ability to hook me is really good. And my problem with it is I need to come into it in the right headspace because um, I do have friends on there that have uh, views that challenge me. And <laughs> I need to know that I, I kind of honestly, I need to be sitting down for, for it sometimes. Like with my phone, I can kind of scroll and just look. And as long as I'm on apps that aren't fucking triggering me i do pretty well but facebook there's stuff on there that i gotta think about just so i don't respond right away <laughs> like i gotta really like take that in that that's somebody's perspective and not immediately jump on them because that doesn't make any sense and that used to be my personality immediately i'm a libertarian is like you know that's how i felt i was doing all the time they'd say something well i'm a libertarian and you know just never helped anybody except for destroy relationships and convince people that I'm libertarian, which I don't think I really am. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, and I really loved that identity, and I wore it with pride. And Facebook is the, you can look back at my Facebook account and see my growth, I think. <laughs> I think um, political parties themselves are something that we could talk about for an hour. For sure. <laughs> for sure. No um, doubt. That's my f living in Vermont. The political party discussion is my favorite because they're different here. Everything's different here. Like the parties and their views are different here. I can go mm -hmm. off on a zillion different places where that's the case but it's it's so weird because i talk to people and they'll generalize a republican or a democrat somewhere and i'm like huh that's not a vermont democrat at all <laughs> yeah. very different well, it's isn't odd. bernie sanders oh bernie's isn't definitely bernie? a vermonter yeah yep and he's that far end of the liberal spectrum here that's not what a you know liberals here own guns 
liberals here <laughs> put their kids uh, they want school choice um it's just different because because and simply because of our culture here it's a different place political conversations are always fun here though hey i get a kick out of them political conversations in texas are most of the time less than appealing <laughs> to say the least <laughs> um I don't know what I would consider myself. I'm not a libertarian. I don't think. Uh, I used to think I was like the Green Party. I think they best fit m- most of my views. But um, now there's something called the People's Party, apparently. Um, and uh, they're all about workers' rights and things like this. And I- I'm definitely thinking that it's kind of like they absorbed the green party and then added this on top and changed the name. Um, because the, the values of the green party really overlap with it. Um, but, uh, they're, I guess just trying to get organized with, um, workers' rights since my roof just let go the snow on the roof. That was crazy. Like it fell. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that was nuts. It was just like cool. thousand pounds of snow just slid off in the window in front of me. Do you remember that time we were on the phone and my tree fell over? Ah, I do. That was nuts. Like it's just near where you're standing. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, sorry to interrupt. I'm looking up this people's party now. I haven't heard of this. I'm gonna do. Sounds like the snow talk. interrupted. Yeah, it did. Bastard snow. Um, I found out about it from uh, I think it was Jimmy Dore. Right on. Um, yeah, I'll definitely dig around and look at them. That's interesting. Um, thinking about that makes me think about, uh, well, I think it was 2020 when all the lockdowns started and there was all that violence, like people protesting and, and the, there was supposedly there were peaceful protests and then the cops would just come and like start beating people up and shooting tear gas and some crazy videos yeah yeah speaking oh, of community i mean that's <laughs> yeah sorry yeah, to, sometimes to... our local communities are rough right like that's why yeah. the that's why this yeah, the online community stuff is so enticing is because sometimes the communities we live in are really hard and sometimes you're in those communities for reasons that don't let you leave right away uh, I, 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 yeah, it sucks. Cause I definitely ran away multiple times. I'd find somewhere and decide it didn't fit and go somewhere else. And I know that everybody can't just do that and just uproot and move where they live and change their life completely. But I, sometimes you're stuck in a situation that just sucks and it's hard. I get wanting to like vote the problem away if you can. I can understand. <laughs> I, I can, I can fully understand it. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh. So, other yeah. communities that uh, we get involved in, one of them, I uh, he, he's had some guests on, I'm just spinning off this politics thing, that they run a podcast I've yet to listen to. I've listened to both the guests on his show, but it was called Frown Town, I think is what their show is, and it's something that the two of us might be interested in. I'm going to look it up and I'll let you know what I think. Uh, but so this is, uh, this is a uh, wormhole, which is a, a fellow that's joined our group recently. He was over in Rian's group, uh, the reincarnation group. And he's now joined us and been, you know, I've loved his involvement here, but I've been listening to his podcast that he put out, The Wormhole Manifest, this is his show, and he mm-hmm. interviews a lot of people with a focus on mental health. And two of the people he interviewed were V Chatty and Jay Jones, and they have a podcast, this uh this frown town podcast and i haven't like i said i haven't listened to it but their podcast is about going over laws they just talk about laws and how and they're both comedians they both did stand up uh back when stand up was a thing uh so it's like comedians talking specifically about laws and these two have amazing perspectives and life stories and they're very 
they're very interesting and I definitely want them to join us at some point so we can talk to them because they're totally. they're both hilarious hilarious crack my shit up but uh <laughs> I I'm amused that they have this podcast about laws because that's sounds fun comedians talking laws is a good time yeah that sounds awesome thanks I I'm glad that you're introducing me to this it sounds yeah, like something this, this cool really thing like. about joining all these communities right here I love it <laughs> I connected to Rian and then that connects me to wormhole and wormhole might connect me to this. And, and then we can all come together and have a conversation about this stuff. Wormhole That's- is the, the computer. He was a aircraft mechanic and now he works on computers. Is that him? Yes, that's the that's the fella. His podcast is great. He's been his story. I mean, I wasn't in the military, but the mental health stuff of his story hits me right in the feels. We've been through a lot of the same things and uh, our path with psychedelics for healing have been in line. And I definitely uh, I, I love listening to his perspective. And he's not just interviewing people like him. He's interviewing people with totally different perspectives because he's curious and he just wants to learn about people and he has this attitude of if they know something i don't i want to i want to hear it uh so this podcast is really fun i highly recommend the wormhole manifest he's obviously not been doing it long and he's learning and uh, in everybody even uh joe rogan it seems can't do it without fucking up real good well once you get 11 million followers Everyone kind of has to pay attention to you, and especially the people that are, you know, at at the moment in power. Yeah, yeah, that whole situation's mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's a power struggle. going after him, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's a power struggle. Yeah. And what are they going after him for? COVID. What? Well, the the more recent one now is he said the N word on his show, like. 20 some times over the past however many years and they like somebody spliced it all together and put like this instagram post out of him just dropping the m-bomb over and over and over again oh boy it doesn't look good and since that happened it looks like spotify removed like 70 of his episodes oh wow so they obviously you know they're digging up all the dirt and it's not like rogan was ever saying that word offensively usually he was just joking because somebody else said that word and he thought it was funny uh yeah or he's saying lyrics to a song or something i'm sure but but that's not what this clip video is it's just him dropping this word over and over again and it's like oh that sucks and he even put out an apology and it seemed sincere um but it's just you know that's where we're at when you get a big enough following you gotta apologize for your actions all the time you're going to offend right. somebody. <laughs> or someone's going to attack you with something you've done and twist it out of context. Yeah. Well, I mean, context or not, he dropped the N-bomb on his show yeah, like 20-something times. I really don't care about the context because that just sucks. <laughs> like, I, I think I'd heard him do it before and was, like, cringed then. But then, to, like, yeah. see the video and be like, oh, he just kind of kept doing this. And he laughed every time because he thought it was funny. And, like, that kind of sucks. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I know I he's ever... a, cool dude, a cooler guy than that. You know, that's the thing that sucks. Is I, I know he knows he's a cooler guy than that. And, uh, you know, you just sometimes just say stupid shit. I've done it. Definitely when I say context, I was talking about not that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, the COVID stuff, that's a whole nother situation. That's, that's them trying to clamp down on their, on their agenda. And he is doing a really good job of, uh, disrupting that at the moment. Um, speaking of uh, Rian, we need to get on VR uh, sometime in the near future. Oh yes, absolutely. That's I need to idea. see an avatar of you playing golf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I've enjoyed that. That golf game's a lot of fun. It is, uh, isn't it? Yeah, that's really cool. You can do it with very little space. Uh, it's fun everybody can do. I got to figure out this multiplayer inside my house situation. And I know it's going to mean me buying multiple headsets. But, like, I want to be able to play these games with my family, too. You know, it's fun to be able to play them with everybody else. But... Like, I want to play golf against my kids, and 
that requires multiple headsets, and that sucks. <laughs> I um my uh, my nephew got one, so I I borrowed it from him and had a mini golf date with my wife. See, that's what I want. That's awesome. That's so yeah, cool. Didn't have to leave the house. Well, we went to um, we actually got some Genghis Khan first. Right on. <laughs> we hadn't had a date, I think, in two years. Oh, awesome! That's super cool. Um, so that's three communities you've mentioned. I think you said there were four. There's a bunch. Uh, so there's the Mind Escape podcast, his community. We have a couple members that had that I met over there originally. Um, and those guys are awesome. I I've always loved what they do, and he's uh. Mike is just amazing. He's so easy to talk to and so laid back and so curious and doesn't put up with bullshit. Uh, I love him and his, his community is very cool. Definitely uh, check out the Mind Escape podcast group because what they're doing is awesome. They're exploring really cool stuff with people all over the world and they have a good size following. Um, and then we have the Reincarnation podcast as well. Did Mindscape join us at one point? Oh yeah, Mike's been so. part of our group for a while. Uh, we had a, a chat though, is what I mean. Oh yeah, at least yeah. at least one voice chat with him. I believe so. But and I've been I've actually been a guest on his show a few times. That's always. I a think trip. I listened to most of one of them at least. Yeah. You know you wouldn't know them. Yeah, I, I've done a couple with him. I think I have. Cool. Three episodes, two with just him and one with uh, Maurice as well. And they're a lot of fun. We've talked some cool shit. I think one of them was on VR, one of them was on metaphysics and psychedelics, and one was on, uh, um, oh, Bicycle Day, kind of cool. American history of psychedelics. So we've had some fun chats. I, I I love talking to those guys. I think it's it's one of those things that it feels weird that they want to talk to me. <laughs> like, what do I know? I'm just some fucking hippie in Vermont. Uh, but I love that they're, they're down to chat with people about weird shit. And they're curious about stuff that I know. So it's fun. I have a lot of fun with that community. And there's some really cool people in our community that came from there. So, yeah. And then the other was uh the Wild Men, um, which in our group is the huge, um, is the one that started that thing up. He's he's amazing. Um, he kind of slowed his group down for a bit and is regathering steam at the moment. But it, he's doing men's work, which uh, another person in our group, uh, the uh. Mike Adelic podcast, Mike Bregatelli, he uh, he's also been diving down this men's work stuff. So the two of them have been my only source of information about what men's work is, and it's attractive. It's awesome. Uh, it's a group of men that that care about growing and care about helping each other grow. And uh, the Wild Men is a great group. Uh, I've been involved. Uh, some over the past year or two, uh, and the they're really so they're really into Paul Selig's work, which is what really catches my attention because I also Selig was one of those one of those early early uh, influences on my journey. Um, kind of pointed it in the right direction, and Jake and his crew are very into that and during their zoom meetings they they do a lot of the the uh wording which is paul's guides teachings on how to connect to your higher self and step into the upper room and it's powerful stuff it's a lot of fun to have a group of men that are just there being that vulnerable uh to just listening to their higher intuition uh, it's very awesome. So that's another group that there's some members of the of our group here that have also come from that community. So, it's, so do you think that like not having women be a part of it makes it easier for men to be vulnerable? In our culture, I think so. I don't yeah. know that that's every man, a rule for every man or every situation. 
But I think in our culture, we do have this thing about not talking about certain things with the women in our lives. And should mm. maybe that change? Probably. Um, does it have to, though? No. Cultures throughout okay. time have had, like, men's stuff and women's stuff. There's things that, you know, you need to go to your brothers for through the cultural thing. Not because it's the only way to do it. But the cultural structure says this is something to go to your brothers about. This is something to go to your sisters about. Uh, and I think there's power to that. And just kind of, I, I understand the PC-ness of, like, you know. Is there such thing as a man or a woman? You can take it that far, you know, but in our culture, some of us have identified as men and it feels good to go to other men about some issues that we deal with. Um, and just to have brothers there to back you up. Very cool. I, uh, I just think it's important to, uh, to think about that. I guess I, I was trying to f like understand it because I grew up with mostly women in my life. And so I've, in general, always been more comfortable with women. Um, but, like, I, I see there's, like, um, there's masculine and there's feminine. And then there's, like, toxic masculine and then toxic feminine. And I've seen all of it, uh, but I guess m mostly um, I uh, have had women around in my life. And so I don't, I don't have a problem being actually i'm a pretty vulnerable person in general <laughs> i uh i'm a big uh, big softy most of the time uh, yeah so but, my story yeah. is very similar to that i also my best friends have always been women and i struggled having a relationship with men a lot of times and whether that's like because of my father and my stepfather and all that mess probably but uh, it feels good to have somewhere to go to build those male bonds. Um, there is something about tapping into my masculine because I have tapped into my feminine. And so well for into my masculinity and still hold my divine feminine. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can appreciate that. Yeah. There's certain things that you learn from uh, people that identify as men <laughs> or <laughs> that have met. Uh, yeah, I guess that there's, there's certain things that you can learn from a man versus things that you can learn from a woman. There's just, uh, I guess, if it's um how to uh well i i guess i i don't think i could give a, a specific for man but there's like thing. yeah there's like nothing gender specific it's all role it's all that that you know masculine feminine energy and you can get that from either sex we've learned that over and over but it's just there's something about stepping into the masculine with a group of men that's different than stepping into the masculine with a group of mixed people. Uh, that's the way I've kind of felt it, is there's just this the new energy for me. I haven't stepped into a group of men and stepped into the masculine with them and yet been so vulnerable uh, to be able to, you know, tap into higher selves. Is It's very cool. And it was something that I got introduced to through Paul Selig because I did the very first seminar I went to. It was like 90% women, and I happened to pair up with uh, another young guy my age uh, at the seminar, and just we, we went through everything together, and it was very cool and had a cool bond feel to it. And then trying to seek that out again, coming through Jake's group and having the same teachings kind of based on it and to have this group of men that were that same vulnerability and open-mindedness about that was just awesome uh why do you think there was 90 percent women at i don't this, know uh... I, i've been to multiple ones and it's always been that way uh, it's always in burlington vermont 
Uh, so I don't know if that has something to do with it, or I don't <laughs> know if it has to do with the work Selig does and that channeled, channeled uh, information, if that's more gendered toward women, uh, like they, they are in more interested in it. I don't know. I'm not sure what makes it that way, but everyone I've been to has been 90% women. And then usually there's only... Usually out of the few men that are there, I'd say majority of them were there with their wives. They're like sure. I've been one of the few rare single men or like not single, but there by myself as a man yeah. at these groups. There's just you I've haven't seen it. And now I can't do them because they don't Paul's not traveling like he used to. But mm. when I was able to do it, I did it every year, every time he came to Burlington and it was always this similar experience and I've been, I, I don't care. It's great either way. It's just that first time the experience with being with this other guy that was at the same stage of life as me, as we went through the, the, you know, word, it was very cool. Just very cool. And it, it made me want more just to experience that again. Yeah. You and sent me one of his books. Sorry, the Wild Men group, they do uh, breathwork sessions each week, too, and those are open to anyone, men, women, whatever. So he's still doing stuff in his group that is open to anyone, um, but the group itself is, you know, it's focused on bringing men together. And I'd love to talk to Mike from uh, Mike Delic podcast about the men's work stuff he's doing, because it's I hear him in his podcast talking about it, and it's super intriguing, and I'd love to pick his brain about it as well. Yeah, whenever I um, started listening to Mike Adelic, I was like, man, this guy seems really cool. I'd like to, like, he'd be awesome guy to be friends with. And yeah. now it's, uh, I don't know, it's weird that it's a possibility now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he he probably has no idea who I am right now, but uh, right. just the idea that the communities are so like overlapping that um, just the fact that we started this thing, whatever you want to call it, a, we're calling it a podcast, but some people wouldn't call it a podcast. <laughs> They'd say it's just a group of people talking, but really that's all a podcast is. Right. Um, but just this, the fact that we put ourselves on the interwaves and and these people are on the same waves so we just kind of see each other at the wave and, and wave yeah no that's the fun part is just waving and i always send all the podcasters i listen to i'll send them a message whenever something struck me you know i'm not gushing or fanboying out just simply saying hey this you said this or this guy said this and it really hit me thanks for putting that out there and that's why people podcast you know because they want to get information to people who are looking for it so i think it's a good way to strike up a conversation i'm not afraid to talk to anybody bring it on uh, mike adelic is definitely probably one of the ones that uh, intimidates me more than anybody because i kind of fanboy over him he was <laughs> on my favorite libertarian podcast back in the day <laughs> oh which one was that he he was on uh Oh, why am I blanking? I haven't listened to any of those in so long. Because you're fanboying. You've got the, that adrenaline rush, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, we can post it in the chat later. Our, our you don't have to. Our... It, it's some, it was some really obnoxious libertarian podcast and just, you know, mostly making fun of things. It doesn't, the name doesn't even matter. Uh, but it, he was definitely a host on that. And part of the problem, there it is. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I li used to listen to it religiously, and I loved when he was on it. And he left, and I was sad. And then he started his own psychedelic thing, and that was very cool for me. Uh, so I've just fanboyed over him for many years, and it's definitely intimidating. But he he's doing stuff that's in line with what I'm interested in right now. And this this men's work is one thing I definitely want to pick his brain about because it's very cool. He's having like retreats and stuff like in person. Uh, I think is will be amazing to have where I'm at. The and we're coming up on an hour. I'm just throwing it out there because I do have a daughter that wants to paint with me here in a bit. Well, yeah, man, I probably should go check on the the family. Yeah. 
But I'm so glad we got to sit here for this hour and chat and kind of discuss about the community and where we are enjoying it and where we want to go with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that it's growing the way it is, even, you know, as lazy as we are about recording things. Even with just the two of us, it's pretty chaotic. Sorry, I we kind of go off on tangents <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that's why. That's why it's awesome. It's unique because it has us two crazy fuckers kind of guy in it. <laughs> so. All right, man. Well, I'll. You know, we pretty much have constant communication in the chats. So. Um, yes. I'll yes. Talk we to do. you. Probably later, later today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely will. I love you, brother. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Tell Mossy yeah. I said hi, even though she has no idea who I am. She Luke Skywalker. Oh, she does? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. yes. My kids definitely know you. Cool. <laughs> love, love you, brother. Dude. Peace. <laughs>